Welcome, everyone, to the Robin Walters Show. we got a packed program today, but before we launch, I just want to let you know and remind those of you who are listening to what they call terrestrial stations, and God bless those stations that are carrying this program. But if there are some others that don't live in that area and you want to get the program on to uh, loved ones, maybe not so much loved ones, but ones who still need to hear the, the message, you can do so. Uh, by advising them that they can pick it up via podcast. Two ways to do that. Either just hit the podcast button on your smartphone, type in The Robin Walter Show, space between each word, or on Rumble, no the at the beginning and no space, just Robin Walter Show in the search bar. Hit it. You'll get the episode starting with the most recent. Please do that. I also want to remind people that if there is an opportunity or you'd like to have me come and speak, which is increasing, and I thank God for that, as it relates to end times, that there's no pre-trib rapture, what's going to happen during the tribulation, how do we survive the tribulation, all of those things, what is going to bring the judgment on the United States, which actually is in place, all of those fun topics, which very few pastors, frankly, want to hear, I am making myself more available by drastically cutting back on my law practice. And you can reach me at robinwaltershow at gmail.com. All right, robinwaltershow at gmail.com. All right, let's get rolling here. We might as well start with what seems to be on the Who's mind and on CDC's mind, trying to whip up a bit of a frenzy over the monkeypox. The CDC, unbelievably for these relatively few cases, has issued a travel alert. Yeah, a travel alert. On their website, they say, quote, causes of monkeypox have been reported in Europe, North America, and Australia, and adding that cases were reported among some homosexual males, quoting, some cases were also reported in people who live in the same household as an infected person which presumably means a homosexual, or in most cases. It goes on to say, still quoting, none of these people reported having recently been in Central or West African countries where monkeypox usually occurs, including the Democratic Republic of Congo and Nigeria. So this, end quote. So this is what I've decided to do. I simply have renamed this. This is not monkeypox, it's homopox. It is, it's a homopox. And it is spreading, apparently, but somewhat like AIDS, which is very distinctly a homosexual disease, which we'll get to the applicable scripture reading in just a moment. But the fact is that homopox is, without question, something that affects, and it's not a sexually transmitted disease. It just deals with those who are involved I don't know how they can say this, but they said it's those who are not necessarily involved in sex directly and therefore is not a sexually transmitted disease, but apparently contact with those parts of the body that are intimate in nature. And it, and this whole thing came out of 
not this whole thing, but the cases that are in Europe and North America originated out of several queer parties in Europe. Now, of course, the mainstream media will never associate this disease primarily with the behavior by which it is spread, which is queer men committing sodomy or involved in some level of aberrant sexual behavior between themselves. Now, they're going to follow the, and the CDC is doing this, they're following the AIDS disinformation route. AIDS, the way it was treated, was complete disinformation by the CDC. What did they say? This disease can affect anyone and everyone. No one is immune to disease. Any Everybody can get it. Not, of course, revealing the truth that uh, they so clearly would imply. Well, I'll, let, me, let, me re, let me rephrase it. I'm not saying it the way that I want to say that. If they were truthful about monkeypox, the homopox, and AIDS, they would clearly reveal that it is a disease of sin. But by saying that it's for everyone and anyone and anybody can get it, not revealing the real truth, by doing so, they are clearly attempting to imply that it is a sinless disease. Well, it is not a sinless disease, and I'm just going to go to the Bible to prove the point. One of the passages that homosexuals want desperately to rip out of the Word, and I understand they're in the process of uh, writing their own, quote, Bible, end quote. Romans 1, verse 21, Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God. In other words, these are people who know there's a God, but they won't glorify Him as God. Neither were they thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Let me just interject. You know anybody like that? How do you spell, <laughs> name it, Democrat, CDC, what's that stand for? Center for De Deception and Control. The who? Well, anyway, go right, moving along. And they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, to birds, four-footed beasts, creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. Let me just insert something else here. Those who are really lost are the ones who are the whacked-out animal rights advocates who will go to the length to protect chickens who are apparently uh, being raised in a uh, confined space or who knows what, but are ready to slaughter millions and millions of innocent unborn children in the womb. So God gives them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who change the truth of God into a lie. Inserting my own here, they call evil good and good evil. And they worshiped and served creatures more than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections for even their women. That's interesting saying that this behavior among women 
is even more shocking than between men, for even their women gave themselves did change. I'm sorry. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature, and likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another. Men with men working that which is shameful and receiving in themselves, i.e. their bodies, the recompense or the penalty of their sin or error which was due. I mean, do you get that? Is that pretty full laid out? There comes a point where they push back and push back against God and like Sodom and Gomorrah, even though the angel struck all of those that wanted to sodomize the two agent, angels, struck them with blindness. What did they do? Repent? No. Do they scream, what has happened to me? Do they say, God has uh, passion and mercy upon me, a sinner? No. They kept trying to reach and grab for the door to continue, though blind, in their attempt to sodomize the two angels. There's a point where God gives them up to vile their vile affections and receiving in their bodies the consequence of their behavior. We're not talking about hell yet. We're talking about AIDS. We're talking about monkeypox. We're talking about chlamydia and a gazillion other sexually transmitted diseases that, frankly, are far, far more prevalent in the homosexual community. Tough words, but uh, hey, you know what? i got to preach what 95% of the preachers don't have the guts to preach. So let's let's break this down one step further here with the monkeypox and we'll get we'll get going on some other topics. God calls this an abomination, this behavior. Democrats think it's good, healthy, natural, and normal. So what I want to ask is if according to the CDC there's a travel alert and I'm traveling and the traveling alert is for the homopox. Does that mean that I should not sit near or physically interact with a, a queer guy on the airplane? Should I ask the airlines that I want a safe space from queers because I am trying to quarantine, not quarantine, but to create a safe haven, avoiding any physical contact? A pursuant to CDC's travel alert about the homopox. Well, I don't know. I could imagine only what the uh, flight attendant's going to say to that. They'll probably turn the plane around and drop me back off. So be it. And one last thing on this topic. Considering that the Democrat Party is a party that supports unlimited abortion, queer sex, queer marriage, queer adoption, cross-dressing, transvestitism, and they, many of them are pushing for the legalization of sex with children, previously known as pedophilia, because they're uh, also on the way to pushing for legalizing sexual relations between brothers and sisters. Uh, of course, two brothers, of course, they're already there, also known as incest, and then ultimately to bestiality, where the corrupt, vile, Banal state of Massachusetts has reduced uh, bestiality to a misdemeanor now. How can anyone call themselves a Christian and vote Democrat? If you vote Democrat, you aren't, you aren't a Christian. 
You can't be. I know the the true by the tree by its fruit. Am I judging? No. I know the tree by its fruit. The fruit is rotten. Okay. Moving along here. University of Washington. You know, I have no desire to visit the state of Washington unless I come there to preach. Or Oregon. Or California. Oregon. Or California. Or Hawaii. Or New York. Or Illinois. Or Massachusetts. Or Virginia. Or Rhode Island. Or New Mexico. States that are just increasingly stuck and fascinated and obsessed with sin at all levels. But now the University of Washington, the students, want to get rid of the George Washington statue that they have. I've got a couple of better ideas here. First of all, why don't we just get rid of the University of Washington? Why don't we just get rid of the university that's so screwed up? Heck, why not just get rid of the state of Washington? Let them secede. The Black Student Union at UW in Seattle organized a protest calling for the removal of the statue of George Washington from the campus and, of course, for the abolition of the police. Chanting out during their thing, hey, hey, ho, ho, these racist cops have got to go. Oh, gosh, that's really creative, isn't it? The other one, the people united will never be divided. <laughs> you want to bet? Well, God has something to say about that, but we'll deal with that another time as the uh, pro-aborts are now ramping up their attempts to uh, make violent attacks if the Supreme Court uh, finishes what we anticipate to be the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Uh, Department of Homeland Security is concerned about vandalism to abortion clinics, which hasn't happened in a gazillion years until uh, actually just a couple weeks ago, the first abortion clinic in the state of Wyoming. Somebody torched it. <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> the FBI is all over that, but they don't give a rat's rear end about the businesses that got torched during the Antifa and BLM riots the last two years. The prosecutors dropped those cases, but, boy, they're going after whoever burned that precious little uh, baby-killing f- uh, factory that was just launched in Wyoming, the first one, and now it's gone. What's coming to a country near you? Well, what just happened in the U.K. the other day, reacting to J.K. Rowling, who has now been disgraced. She's become persona non grata among the left. Uh, This 18-year-old student in the U.K. got basically pummeled and mauled by, harassed by 60 students because she stood up against the, being called a heretic because she experienced, gave publicly her expression, which are of conservative views dealing with tranny, trannyism, transgenderism. Well, not too far behind, of course, is Joe Nobrains Biden. Um, and interesting, though, you know, we never did have a baby formula shortage until men started getting pregnant. And I don't know who the woman was I saw on, at a congressional hearing this black woman, don't remember her name. Maybe you remember. I only say black because maybe that will help you identify her. Can't tell who it was. The congressman asked her, are you saying then that men can be pregnant? You believe men can be pregnant? Her answer was yes. Well, <clears throat> stupidity like that, you know, what hope is there in a country that's cranking out gazillions of people like the Harvard grads that stood up cheering at their um, baccalaureate the other day, standing ovation for the prime minister of New Zealand who said you need to ban guns 
and um, gun control, gun control, gun control. That's who's going to be leading your businesses in just a very few short years, a standing ovation for somebody who hates, uh, given to somebody who, from New Zealand, get your screwy butt back to New Zealand, don't bring your poison here, who wants us to get rid of our guns like they have so successfully done in New Zealand and they have no more crimes. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, moving on to something a little nearer and dear to my heart. And we are these are all Democrats we're talking about. Every single one of them, this one is too. Near and dear to my heart because for 20-some years I have been insured with State Farm. A month ago I pulled two policies in another state. I'm pulling the one of this state all before the story I'm going to tell you about broke last week. I pulled them because of their gross, crass, aberrant support of everything queer, every form of debauchery and abomination listed in the Word of God. And State Farm is really, really proud of their position. Well, they launched their program to distribute the LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ books to kindergartners to teach kid kindergartners that it's good and it's healthy and it's okay to explore things at five years old, like what sex you really are and are you really a male or female, and is it okay to play with the body parts of other children, apparently. The, the State Farm has turned into the pit of hell. Now, did they pull this program? Yeah, they did because there was a lot of reaction. When I went into the local State Farm agency and I said, I've got a policy that's going to be coming up for Renewal soon. I will not renew it with you because of State Farm's uh, hatred of biblical values as it deals with sexuality. They've become the disease. You know what the person told me? She said, you're the third person in the last 24 hours to come in and cancel your policy. Now, State Farm will come out and tell you that. They pulled it because of the big pushback and everything, but they haven't pulled back their support for that community. And why did they pull it? Are they Did they pull it because they're repentant? Are they pulling it because they've seen the light? Are they pulling it because they've become convicted of their sin? No. They're pulling it because they got caught, because they've been outed for it. That's the only reason. It's a Jimmy Swaggart confession, not because he committed sin, but because he got caught committing the sin. That's all State Farm is sorry about. Same thing with Star Sucks, sometimes known as Starbucks, who's gone off the deep end, the, the deep end on everything queer. Take the guy in Ames, Iowa. All right, he, did, he committed a crime, 16 years in prison for taking an LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ flag from a church or it probably should be burned, but he burned it. 16 years in prison for burning the queer flag. But you can you can burn buildings if you're Antifa or BLM. You can uh, vandalize buildings. You can burn the American flag. So you can burn somebody else's American flag, and you'll have some George Soros-funded left-wing prosecutor to let you off the hook with no bail. Try burning the queer flag. prison. Here's a little tip, though. You can burn the queer flag if you want. When you go to, if you pass by one of these events, just ask them for these little queer flags that they're handing out. You get them. Now they're yours, right? Now you can set the flag on fire. 
And why do we have this unfolding of evil in this country? Why is there a deluge of sin pouring over this country like never before? It's because we have a pervert in the White House. An absolute pervert. I mean, all these... I mean, what I saw this meme the other day, of Joe Biden, supposedly speaking. He said... One of my girlfriends called me a pedophile, and I said to her, that's a pretty big word for a nine-year-old girl. Fact is, it's way too close to being the truth. If you see the pictures of him fondling and his support for sex change operations, people being able to choose their gender at eight, nine years old, what a perv. Joe Biden is going to hell as he presently stands, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But his support still stands at 36%. Are you kidding me? The story here is not that his support has dropped to 36%. The real story is that there are 36% of the people who apparently still support him. Are we that dumb? Are we that stupid? Are we that immoral? Are we that gone? Are we that toasted in the brain? Well... I want to move to the part of the program here where I am going to quote people smarter than I. And I am going to read generously from some articles written about two people that will make the point of the utter demonic possession of the Democrat Party and the Democrats that are leading this country to hell at breakneck speed. The first one by a great writer, love David McQuaid. And, of course, I, I'm i going to read portions of this, but what I edit is only for the purposes of length and being able to fit it in, not that I will be misconstruing anything that he says or taking anything out of context, which will be true also for the follow-up articles by one of my heroes, Michael Massey. <clears throat> okay. In a day when a president's legacy is measured in social media followers, it's hardly a surprise that half or more of President Biden's Twitter followers are fake. We all know Mr. Biden and his friends have a casual relationship with the truth. But to tragic national effect, the great uniter has turned out to be as fake as his social media accounts. It's funny, Venezuela-like runaway inflation, skyrocketing energy costs, full-term abortion, baby formula and food shortages, the wars on gender, women, children, and on parents of school children, open borders and crime, barking mad condemnations of racist if you don't vote Democrat. Just doesn't seem to be resonating, let alone uniting Americans. But who would have ever guessed so, as William Penn said, those who will not be governed by God will be ruled by tyrants as a culture turns its back on our Creator. That historically bloody fascist reality lurks just around our own corner. History is nothing if not brutally honest. Now, I'm going to stop here because I have a couple things I want to insert. This is why we are headed for secession. I'm going to be giving an entire program to it very soon. And you don't want to miss it 
because you will see and hear it to be prophetic in nature. I've believed this since 1997, 25 years ago, and it's coming about. But to the point of being governed not by God, but being ruled by tyrants. And the truth of the T-shirt that I saw in another state, which said that when tyranny becomes law, revolution becomes duty. How true that is. The fact of the matter is we have two screaming loud problems in this country that are the cause of our pro- of, of our problems. Number one, parents turning their children under a godless, atheistic, Bible-phobic, Christophobic, truthophobic school system. And pastors who can't seem to grow a pair and speak the truth because they're too interested in their popularity, their perks, their pension, whatever. Just want to be funny and well-accepted, forget it. Those days are over. Preach the truth or get out of the pulpit. Now, continuing on with Mr. McQuaid. Quote, still, when tyranny of godless democratic socialism replaces God's unparalleled gift of liberty for all, America will have nobody to blame but itself and its insatiable appetite for unfettered pleasure and more free stuff on the backs of the productive class. Sir Alex Francis Tyler famously said in the decline and fall of the Athenian Republic, although I might just insert here, I always thought Thomas Jefferson said this. He said, a democracy will continue to exist up until the time that voters discover that they can vote themselves generous gifts from the public treasury. $31 trillion in debt. We have more takers and producers. The, the, the ruling oligarchy is stuck on sin, and particularly sexual sin. We're toast. <clears throat> I'm, I'm editing here. That's mine. Continuing with the quote, The imponderables are many. But one consequence of destroying America's spiritual foundations is the erosion of the traditional family, the bedrock of any culture hoping to enjoy longevity. Many have become full of pride and lovers of self, as Scripture so eloquently describes the modern left, at the expense of those we should love the most, our children. Overdoses and suicide rates, fentanyl, Distribution crossing the border at an exponential rate. These overdoses and suicide rates are exponentially higher in the considerable absence of faith and family. An unavoidable outcome with lethal drugs flooding across our border and into our neighborhoods and our schools. I'm sorry to say if there ever were a politician who made the conscious decision to trade away America's foundational values for more stuff, and for more opportunity for vice. That is, from the one whose administration now gives away crack pipes, it's Mr. Biden. But this does not mean that we need to follow his troubled soul, and I would add into hell, but down that nightmarish socialist utopian path. Mr. Biden was quite right About one thing, however, disingenuous with his campaign slogan. It's about the soul of America, he said. 
So true. But it may sound cliche, but it truly is a battle of good versus evil. So when you go to vote, voter, choose you on election day whom you will serve. Because you certainly serve someone. As Bob Dylan saying, you got to serve somebody. You may be an ambassador to England or France. You may like to gamble. You might like to dance. But you're going to have to serve somebody. Indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody. It may be the devil or it may be the Lord. But you're going to have to serve somebody. The end of the quote from Dave McQuaid, who is quoting one of my favorite songs by Bob Dylan. You gotta serve somebody, and how true it is. Don't go away. We're just getting rolling. Robin Walter with the Robin Walter Show. We'll be right back. The Robin Walter Show is a listener-supported program. Your contribution goes to help as many people as possible to hear that the Word of God has answers to help you survive and even thrive in the dark days ahead in this country. We pledge to bring you the critical information you need to make informed decisions in this age where big tech and big media have conspired to rid our country of everything Christian. Please send your support to The Robin Walter Show. P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Or go to robinwalter.net and use PayPal. That's The Robin Walter Show. P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Or robinwalter.net and use PayPal. Thank you. We're back. Robin Walter with the Robin Walter Show. Hey, a new song, Jenny Take a Ride, by one of my favorite groups, Mitch Ryder. And the Detroit Wheels never could figure out why Don King wouldn't let him on Soul Train. But anyway, it's another story. Okay, moving on down the line here. Joe Biden, the man headed to hell, as best we can tell. We judge a man, wow, by the fruit of his tree. It is sick, and this is how sick it gets. Joe Biden will now is now willing to, what, starve 30 million school children because they won't, or if they don't, the schools, accept Joe's sexual agenda. That's right, Joe Biden. Here's what's happening. The Biden administration, says Mark, Matt Margolis, so the Biden administration wants kids to starve. The schools don't let boys use girls' showers and bathrooms. And that's true. The administration's agenda is demanding that schools open their restrooms and showers to students of either sex. And if they don't, they do not get lunch money. That's right. They don't get lunch money. The... National School Lunch Program is is open to anyone, but it doesn't allow anyone who does not permit boys in the girls' bathrooms, restrooms, 
or showers, such. National school lunch program feeds 30 million kids nationwide every day. But K-12 schools now have to allow boys and girls' bathrooms and locker rooms if they want to continue receiving funds for the school lunch program. Joe's point, you accept and perform my sin, doggone it, or you don't get any food. How could you be more from the pit of hell than Joe Biden and his administration? Joy Pullman, in a report at the Federalist, put it this way, and I quote, Under the new demand, establishments, now this would be more than just schools, establishments that accept any federal food funding, including food stamps, must allow males who claim to be female to access female private spaces such as showers, bathrooms, and sleeping areas. Such organizations must follow protocols such as requiring staff to use the, pro- the pronouns to describe transgender people, and they must allow male stra- staff to dress as women while on the job. Or you don't get your lunch money. But the program is broader than the schools. It's establishments accepting any federal food funding. So wouldn't that be soup kitchens? Wouldn't be that, that be churches that get some federal funding because they run food for the poor operations? They'll have and you know what? A bunch of churches will do it. A bunch of churches will join the the fast train to hell here to keep the funding going. And it's your tax money, and it's my tax money. Now, on to two pieces, one more about Joe Biden, one on the hell-bound Nancy Pelosi, and why they are going to hell as it presently stands. You think I'm judging. Back to that thing. You know a tree by its fruit. By its fruit. I have two articles here by Michael Massey. There isn't an article Michael writes that I do not read all of it, right to the very end. I wish I could just read all of his articles on the air, but I'm going to read two excerpting things just in the interest of time. The first one is Joe Biden, about Biden, the second one, about Nancy Pelosi. Quoting Michael, let's talk about the eyes. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, 22 through 24, the Word of God says, The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye is single, meaning whole, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye is evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. And if therefore the light that is in thee is darkness, how great is that darkness. The eyes are the windows to the soul, is the common saying. But when I look at the eyes of Joe Biden, it's like staring into a dark, dead orifice where the most malevolent of evils go unobserved by the dumb and dumber. And I just want to insert here, you think I'm harsh? This is coming from Michael Massey, a pastor, among other things. Continuing, Biden epitomizes the insult associated with calling a person an empty suit. Biden is a worthless, vile, evil, wicked person 
who proves the words of Scripture already cited that if thy eye is evil, thy whole body is full of darkness, and how great is that darkness. Biden is blind, and what's left of his mind now exists as a substance consistent with diseased oatmeal in spoiled milk. That Biden is nothing more than a mannequin with someone else's hand up the hem of his suit coat massaging what they confuse for his brain. Okay, pretty strong words, right? Thank you, Michael. Strong but true. Now I want to move on to the next piece that he wrote, and this one's about Nancy Pelosi, entitled Wicked Harridan, A Hellbound Nancy Pelosi. Now, in case you don't know, a harridan is not a common word, H-A-R-R-I-D-A, and it means a vicious, a scolding woman, uh, or a hag, a shrew, all of which very accurately describes Nancy Pelosi. Quote, Michael, I said it the moment the news broke out about politician Nancy Pelosi being barred from taking communion at the Catholic churches in her hometown of San Francisco. I said she would immediately weep crocodile tears, pretend to be pious, and together with her lapdog media, go after the archbishop and the Catholic Church as a whole. I also said there would be no shortage of people supporting her manufactured Jeremiads. Once again, I was spot on right. And as I predicted, it took no time whatsoever for the New York Daily News to run an article titled, quote, Nancy or Pelosi hits back at San Francisco Archbishop for banning her from communion over pro-choice stance. Then Dave Goldiner, Goldiner, Gold, Goldiner, however you pronounce it, began his piece about the biblically ignorant Congresswoman saying, I prayerful Nancy Pelosi Tuesday hit back at the Catholic Archbishop who banned her from receiving Holy Communion over her pro-choice stance. I just want to stop here a second. Holy Communion and baby killing in the same sentence. That's my insert. Continuing, the powerful House Speaker said the Archbishop of her hometown of San Francisco has no business imposing his conservative views on her or the nation's tens of millions of Roman Catholics. End quote. Back to Michael Massey. I'm not sure whether it's a lifetime of having hair dyes absorbed into her brain through her scalp or the fact that she is just evil through and through, but this woman is, as they say in the street, a real trip. I'm neither a Catholic nor an archbishop, but I am an ordained minister. That archbishop has an obligation before God Almighty to whom he's pledged his life and service to obey the word of God. I can understand the idea of honoring one's word is an alien concept to the pernicious cutthroat liar like Pelosi. But that's her problem. It's not the problem of the church. She has no authority to change the word of God to fit her own satanic paganism. Psalm 119.89 says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. That means the word of God is immutable, unchangeable. Pelosi doesn't get to treat the Word of God the way she and her Luciferian minions treat the Constitution and the laws of we the people. She doesn't get to change the Word of God to fit her own maniacal purposes. The Church is not like Congress. Unless I'm missing something about the Catholic Church, this current Pope notwithstanding. (laughs) 
I further submit that if Jesus Christ had to obey God, just how does the petulant and repugnant little Bet Noir think that she doesn't? Bet Noir meaning someone who is especially disliked or dreaded. But another thing, Pelosi in her pompous demonic arrogance and abject biblical ignorance apparently doesn't know the words of Scripture. And of course she doesn't. That's my insert. But there's one other thing here I want to add. In the interest of time, I need to abbreviate this. And I need to go to the issue of communion for a second so that this is all put into context. Number one, and this is just a general thought, Nancy baby, you don't have to have a priest give you communion. If you feel like you're, you want to take the a communion, it doesn't become holy because a priest administers it. Because it becomes holy because you do it before God in remembrance of what Jesus Christ did. And Jesus said, allow. Nancy, this is for you, toots. Allow. It says suffer in the old, in the old King James, but it means allow the little ones to come unto me. Nancy, you don't even let the little ones get out of the womb. What a piece of demonic crap you are. Now, these are my words. I'm picking up. Thank you, Michael, for the inspiration here. Number two, the left can't handle any rebuke that causes them to feel as though they might have sinned. Nancy, you are full of evil. You are as pernicious and vile as Biden. And to think that you can slaughter kids in the womb and turn around and have it be blessed by taking Holy Communion, that is, goodness sakes, it's some form of blasphemy. Enjoy hell, Nancy. You seem to want it. You seem to be in a race with Joe Biden to who see who can get there first. You can be saved, Nancy, but you've got to have a heart change. You have to confess your sin. What did Jesus say? What did John the Baptist say? First words of, me- of ministry. Repent. Jesus' first ministerial words. He just picked up the first words of John the Baptist. Repent. Repent, Nancy. Change your thinking, your ways, or else you're going to you're going to hell, toots. Number three, I want to. It's, it's time we look at this communion verse. I don't know why. Ninety nine percent of the pastors I've heard only do communion out of the red letter edition of what Jesus said, but but then we'll never touch on what Paul says where he's speaking about what Jesus says at communion set forth in 1 Corinthians 11. But this is important. And I'm going to read it because maybe it's good for everyone to understand where we are in this country and passing on the blessing over people who slaughter children, ones who say they're, they, they love Jesus and all this, the one who died on the cross and says, a sufferer, allow the little children to come unto me. Don't prevent them. That's what Jesus said. Don't prevent them from coming to me. But you prevent them by slaughtering them in the womb, Nancy. You're, a de- you're demonically possessed. You have hell in your headlights. And all the other demoncrats just like you. This is what it says. Paul speaking, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. 
And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. I want to stop there a second. That's where 75% of the pastors stop, right there. They don't even get to the heart of what communion is about. Maybe they'd be afraid that they'd have to follow it themselves and do what Scripture actually says. So they lead people down to the shortcut version, communion light, as I would call it. Now continuing on, which pastors should continue. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he'd supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament of my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Okay, now we can throw in a bunch of other pastors. Now we're up to about 98% who stop there. I'm not saying 75%. I'm, I, I got my numbers turned around. 98, well, you get the point, don't you? I hope you do. They don't finish the verse. The great majority of pastors finish that with which they are comfortable, and they stop. And this is what I would say to Nancy if she wanted me to give her communion, which I don't need to do. I'll facilitate it under the right circumstances. If she repented and gave her heart to Lord Jesus Christ and confessed her sins, I do the same for Joe Biden. I've got nothing against them personally other than the fact that they're taking a whole bunch of people to hell and they are giving a fast forward launch to children down the path of destruction on the way to hell. This is what is shared about one or two percent of the time in the pulpit. And it's the heart of the matter. Verse 27. Wherefore, Whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. So, Nancy, we're talking about you and Joe, but other, others too, some Christians, some who aren't, who take it unworthily, you are in the same position as those who crucified Jesus. That's what it says. Shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord which is why we get to the next verse. But, you see, there's a way out, Nancy and Joe and everybody else that this applies to. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. So if you don't examine yourself, if you don't deal with and, and ask the Lord to show you what sin is running rampant in you, what have you not seen in yourself if you don't ask the Lord to shine a flashlight under your own refrigerator, then you're eating and drinking unworthily. For it says now in verse 29, For he and she, Joe and Nancy, that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. You're damned, Nancy, and you're damned, Joey, baby. No brains, no morals, Biden. You are. Is it too late? I don't know. God knows. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Right now, all we can say is where you stand right now on the train to, to hell. And it is a fast, fast descent. 
For this cause, what cause? Those that eat and drink unworthily, eating and drinking damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, and many are dead. This is serious stuff. Then the, the best verse of all. When I, have, when I have led a church in communion, if you let me come to yours, I will do this, because I love doing this. Verse 31. The best deal in all of Scripture. What a deal. This is the best gift one could have, that if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. You see, Nancy, you see, Joe, and to anybody and everybody else that this applies to, if you judge yourself, God doesn't have to. If you judge yourself of being having this sin or that sin, but to one thing to be caught up with secret sins, presumptuous sins, which are awful, but to be spreading them publicly, to be sh- trying to shame the American people into committing the same sins you do, and trying to shame the archbishop into who dare, who is this guy who says I can't take communion? Well, it's apparently is the guy who is pointing out the fact, Nancy, you're wallowing in your own sin, and you're also wallowing in the blood and body of Jesus Christ, drinking damnation unto yourself, and for which you are weak and sickly, and maybe you might just die. We know you're drunk half the time, like your husband who got arrested for the DUI the other day. You've got no mind other than one which we read about earlier in Scripture, the reprobate mind. The reprobate mind. Now, the archbishop is correct in that she has no business taking communion But the biblical passage that we just read would indicate that it's not the archbishop's primary purpose to instruct her and prohibit her. After all, I said she could go do it and drink damnation under herself on her own in her bedroom. After all, she's tossing down the wine all the time anyway. It's the individual who needs to come to the conclusion that they have sinned, not a cleric. The conviction needs to come upon the person, not the priest. So Nancy just all Nancy seems to want to do here. And the archbishop is doing a tremendous favor by not letting her drink damnation unto herself. She doesn't even know. I want to be damned. Priest says no. Archbishop, no. I'm going to stop you. Go go damn yourself on your own time. Not on my time. This is where we... This, These are the people leading this country into hell. It's why this country is going to be toasted. Now, you don't have to be, and we are going to be touching on some messages here coming up that are just so compelling. If you get a chance, I mentioned this last week, but I, I need to share it again. If you go on YouTube and you type in Fire Rock Cowboy Church. Click on Fire Rock Cowboy Church. There were two messages I gave, May 15th and May 22nd. I would encourage you to listen to both of those messages. May 15th, and do them, please, in order. 
Listen to the May 15th message first, the May 22nd message second. One deals with why we are going into the abyss as a country, and number two, how you would need to be able to be built up to minister and be effective during a tribulation. They're the messages I would love to bring to your church, club, organization, wherever. Just get me there. I'll do it for free. You just have to get me there. So I mentioned before, not teaching our children, turning our children over to the gods of Molech, basically, in the school system is problem number one. The compromise preaching, as Michael Brown uh, wrote the other day, is contributing to our cultural rot. And this last little bit is a warning to the preachers. It is, as Charles Finney famously said, one of my heroes. Not because he was a lawyer. He was. But he's a lawyer turned preacher. He used his tools uh, and skills of tight reading of Scripture, letting the Word speak for himself, the proper elucidation, if you will, all things which a good lawyer is supposed to do. But Finney said, quote, If the public press lacks moral discrimination, if the church is degenerate and worldly, if the world loses its interest in religion, if Satan rules in our halls of legislation, if our politics becomes so corrupt that the very foundations of our government are ready to fall, the pulpit is responsible. Only 37% of the pastors in the United States, according to George Barna's recent survey, have a biblical world view. 37%. That's only 1% higher than Joey Biden's approval rating. So, as Brown says here, if less than four in believers have a biblical worldview, where are we when less than four in ten pastors have a biblical worldview? George Barna went on to say, quote, This is another piece, a strong piece of evidence that the culture is influencing the American church more than the Christian churches are influencing the culture. Because when the doctors are spreading the disease, Rather than curing the disease, the populace is in big trouble. Thank you for Mr. Brown on that, because when the pastors don't preach what they should, the people in the pews don't teach their children what they should. If the pastors don't preach the consequence of turning their children as human living sacrifices over to an ungodly, bibliophobic, Christophobic, truthophobic educational institution, then we have what we have which is cultural rot from the top down. But, you know, i got to read this again. i I, I, I got I to gotta read George Finney's quote. I'm sorry, Charles Finney's quote again. It's just too important. If the church is degenerate and worldly, if the world loses its interest in religion, if Satan rules in our halls of legislation, if our politics becomes so corrupt that the very foundations of our government are ready to fall away, the pulpit is responsible for it. Don't you be 
like those pastors that fail. Pastors, be what God has called you to be. Sit tall in the saddle. Remember, you ride for the brand, the brand of Jesus Christ. God bless you. We'll see you next week.